You are now entering Armbar Audio. Hey there! Oh, hello. Welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. That's what the show is called. And I'm your host, Tim Farley. Next to me is my trusted companion. It's me, John Kearns. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing today? What are we doing today, John? Uh, today we're doing a little bit of a freestyle episode. It's our big comeback after the two-week hiatus with you being busy as shit and me being almost dead. Um, yes, John. What happened with you? I mean, it was just some uh, medical things that went awry. Wound up my man's, not being able to work for a week. My man's almost went no legs. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. But I was well. And I was in a uh, homosexual wedding. That's true. Which yeah. was awesome. Your uncle's finally getting married after how long? 25 years? Yep. It was their 25th anniversary, and they finally decided that was the time. And uh, we couldn't have been happier. Because, it, uh, it looked like a lot of fun on the pictures I saw. I danced my ass off, brother, and I didn't even drink because <laughs> I'm sober. Straight edge now. No, I still smoke cigarettes. Hey, don't you do vape? I smoke cigarettes. Do you? Yeah, I vape in the house. Anyway, so what do you want to talk about here? Well, uh, John, over the course of time that we haven't been around, some things have happened, and uh, we're going to talk about them. We have a wide array of topics today. But first, I wanted to tell you about the season premiere, the season three premiere of Uncharted Territory, John, from Beyond Wrestling, John. Boom. And uh, it was fantastic. Uh, Started off with, uh, they were real intergender heavy in the beginning, and I liked it. And I liked that they didn't call it intergender or anything. They just... It was just two wrestlers. Wheeler Yuta came out and he was supposed to, he was doing an open challenge for a non title. Layla Hirsch came out and called him a bitch with no balls. So <laughs> she got an IWTV independent world championship match right then and there. And it was fucking awesome. Yuta won. Uh, then uh, there, was, there was a great intergender tag team match with Matt Mikowski. And Masha Slamovich going against Yokai, and that fucking rule. Matt Mikowski is like, I mean, all four of them are going somewhere, but Matt Mikowski should be getting featured more. Uh, the guy is insane with his transitions. Um, there was uh, Jordan Blue was there uh, in a six-man match. She would team with Trisha Dora and... Uh, it, her partner is in she the one that, Kings of the district. The Twitter handle is Daddy of the District. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And, I know her. Uh, that was good. And then uh, they're they're doing a gauntlet, a tag team gauntlet, and it was the main event against Nine to Five. And I I've never seen either team, but the main event is something you would get behind. I fuck with it very heavy. Um, they won. Uh, we got Chris Dickinson. Against love their daddy, the one called Manders, in a badass hoss fight. 
And Alex Price came out and said because he beat Dickinson, he's now the man and beyond, and he's going to be wrestling Josh Alexander next week. Um, So then the main event, we had uh, Daniel Garcia against Alex Shelley, and it fucking ruled, dude. Daniel Garcia is so fucking good. That's why people like CM Punk and Minoru Suzuki want to wrestle yes. him. Um, but he's he, and he, you, in my opinion, he's going to be the next, the next guy. Yeah, well, he's going to be the next guy like that gets talked about the way Daniel Bryan used to. Yeah, Bryan Daniels. Yeah, yeah, Bryan Daniels. Whatever the fuck his name is. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so but about while him? they were wrestling, Yuta was out there watching. And Yuta defended the title against Daniel Garcia in a draw, I believe it was. But it was one of the best matches of the year at IWTV 100. And he was watching because he was defending the title this weekend at IWTV Untitled uh, against Shelly. And Shelly ended up winning. So I'm expecting to see more Wheeler Utah on AEW. But uh, also caught up with some MLW. They uh they went to Philly like Fight a land, right? Yeah, That's like a month show. ago. Uh, and it was a huge event, but they took the two main events and put it on vice uh this past Thursday. And the first match was for the middleweight world championship. You had Tajiri of all Japan and Yeah, you know, I saw he's the new middleweight champ. That's awesome. Yeah, against Aries, Aramis and the champion Myron Reed and Tajiri won by misting and head kicking Myron Reed. But this was like a this was like a GCW scramble match, but a little bit more controlled since there wasn't like six people. And Tajiri really picked his spots. Like while the Luchadors and Myron Reed were going hog wild, mm-hmm. you could see him standing outside and looking at the crowd like I'm not. I'm not getting involved in this shit. <laughs> and then the main event is something that has been building for a very long time, probably like over a year. The national openweight champion, uh, Alexander Hammerstone, against the world heavyweight champion, Hail Contra, the Samoan werewolf, Jacob fought too. And John, one of our boys, you have to watch this match. I know I do. I know. This match is the best match I've seen of either match. Have and uh, it was just awesome, like super, super good. Alexander Hammerstone won, and that leads me to think that maybe Fatu's MLW contract is coming up. His brother just got signed to WWE, and he was on our show talking about how he got calls from AEW and WWE. Yeah, he's also, um, him and uh, Juicy for now have a tag team match coming up at a GCW event. Yeah. Sometime soon. Probably against Starboy. Against Dickinson and Starboy. Yeah. So he's got stuff going on. Yeah, but these... The werewolf. These two shows were awesome. Uh, you could check out Uncharted Territory on IWTV. You could check out Fightland on Vice. And maybe MLW will upload it to their YouTube. Also, during Fightland, they did a really cool segment uh, hosted by Alicia Atut with Raj Geary, uh, a couple other insiders, and Dave Meltzer. And they talked about 
wrestling outside of MLW. They talked about oh, wow. WWE, AEW, all this stuff. And uh, they talked about, like, who's going to be next to go to AEW. They talked about if WWE is looking to sell. So sort of like a... uh, I think it was sort of like a a wrestling sports center. Yeah. That's cool. And it was really fucking cool to see. I liked it a lot. Um, But yeah. You want to move on to our next topic of discussion? Yes, sir. Talking about those new signings that the... uh, Jacksonville brand has made. <laughs> yeah. Jacksonville or Chicago, whatever you want to call it. That's Jacksonville. Uh, if we call the Fed New York, we got to call AW Jacksonville or just call it Florida. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, we wanted to talk about AW, most specifically the new signees, how they've been booked. And I have something else I want to talk about with AEW that I haven't told John yet, but we'll get there. So let's talk about how these four have been booked so far. CM Punk comes in. He's happy to be back. He wants to help the younger talent. He want, He's glad that the younger talent have life and, and vigor uh, and so far, we've seen three different matches, right? Uh, different styles, and Punk has won all three of them. And I'm sure there's people out there who are like, "Why, why?" Blah blah blah. Out of the losses, all three of those guys got shine, and they got to learn more. Yeah, and. It was it was big moments for them. I'm sure if you interviewed them, they would not care if they won or lost. No. Um, now, the Darby match was good. They had uh, then um, he had that little spiff with Team Taz and he wrestled Hobbs. Um, it seemed like they were going to tease Hook Him and, and Ricky Starks because he even called out Ricky Starks. But then they did a swerve and he talked about. However, Rise and Daniel Garcia tried to take away him coming back by attacking him before the Derby match. Yeah. And I was watching Rampage and I was like, God, just let Daniel Garcia shine. Like, I don't want this to be a squash. I don't want him to be booked differently than how I've seen him on the Indies. And it was great. He targeted the leg. He did his yeah. submissions. He was, he was awesome. And uh, I'm really happy about it. I am too. I'm I'm all in on happy to be there, CM Punk. Yeah, I'm all in. Um, a lot of people don't like. Well, I, I I don't even know if a lot of people don't like it, but enough that CM Punk knows it's a thing. You know what uh, I mean? It's a he's a polarizing figure because he. He's not as full of himself as Austin Aries is, but he has his integrity. Right. And, you know, that pisses uh, loyalists off. But, yeah, Punk has been booked fantastically. Um, I'm just excited for whatever happens with him. Uh, Moving on to Miss Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho has also been booked very well. 
but not featured as heavily yet. Um, the match with Britt Baker at Grand Slam was fantastic. Absolutely. It was one of the top female matches of a top female history. matches. I don't know what number to give it. Top five, I guess. Yeah. But definitely up there, right up there with like Sheeta and Rose. Um, Statlander and Baker was fantastic. Like, Rosa and Baker was oh, the Rosa best. Oh, Rosa and Baker was the best one so far. But Ruby Soho has given some vigor to the AEW women's division that has been missing. And it's something that everybody talks about. Everybody talks about the missteps that have been made with the women's division. And Ruby's arrival so far and build and something that we're going to talk about in a little bit is uh, working to right those wrongs, I feel. And if you only watched her in WWE and you saw the Rampage before the Grand Slam week, you would have never known that she could work a mic like that. Yeah. That fucking promo between her and Baker was incredible. And I like I like that she won the Battle Royal and she became the challenger. And I like that she lost. Mm -hmm. Because <clears throat> there's something else coming up that she may be doing. Yep. Take this one. Adam Cole, baby. So, everybody... Adam Cole was the one that everybody didn't think was going to happen. Which is kind of dumb. Um, because his best friends and his girl like, of many a year were the, there. The, the people that didn't think it was going to happen were just like the fucking e-drones trying to rain on everybody's parade. But this man shows up and immediately uh, rejoins the elite, which obviously, if he's going to be there and not be part of the elite, why is he there? Um. He has brought back the the fun sort of tongue in cheek um, personality personality that the elite was sort of lacking. Not not really. He's upped it up, but he's upped it up. That that whole spot where they kiss him on the cheek, like it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And we love it, and there are so many people on the internet that piss it off. Who are that, so that angry. It off, but that just makes it better. Yeah, but <laughs> all like, gay wrestling having orgies in the ring, yeah. dude. I've seen so much stupid shit. Oh, we're gonna talk about some stupid. But do you know what I love with our next about topic. Adam Cole? Is that his first feud was with Jungle Boy? Yeah, and I like that he had the cheek to win and they they had really good they have really good chemistry and I like this alliance that's forming to battle the elite yeah um like we'll talk about with our next subject Brian Danielson okay Brian Danielson said on the night that he came you know Punk's out here saying that he's here to help and He's so happy to be here. He said, I'm happy to be here too, but I'm here to kick ass. And the man has not stopped. Um, 
he had. They just dropped uh, Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia for, I think, Dynamite next week. No, Bobby Fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brian Danielson and Bobby Fish. Yeah. Oh! Gonna be good. <laughs> uh, I, I think they should build Daniel Garcia a little bit more and, get, talk, get, and get sign him, him, get him in there. and yeah. then do that. Um, but Brian Danielson, uh, you know, his match with Omega was one of my match of the year contenders for sure. I love that it went to a draw. Um, he has been exactly who we know him to be. Uh, you know, he's not starting the yes chance or the no's, but the crowd's still doing it. So WWE can't get mad at him. And they finally did the, uh, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in chant. Yeah. And he fucking, he used the cattle mutilation mm-hmm. to beat Jet Nick. And like, I don't know. That's that match rolled too. And then Punk, Punk used, um, the Anaconda Vice. And the pile driver. And the pile driver. Which was fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, I think all four of these individuals are going to take AEW farther. I think they're going to help the roster to that a lot. next level. And another thing with Adam Cole is, and I've said Baby. this for years since he joined WWE, if Adam Cole was more muscular, he would have been Universal Champion a year or two ago. But. Now he's in a place where it doesn't matter where he looks, what yeah. he looks like. He could be world champion. I think that's fantastic. This is not invincible. Now, speaking about Ruby Soho and what we were going to talk about. Yes. There was a big announcement from AEW. Some were thinking trios titles. Some were thinking uh, European tours. Some were thinking all mm-hmm. kinds of things. But we got... The TBS Championship, which will be the mid-card title for the women's division. And I think it's awesome because, yeah, like people are complaining that it looks too much like a TNT title. It's supposed to. There's going to be a tournament. uh, Announced have been Jade Cargill, Sky Blue, uh, Ruby. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else I was like talking? Yeah, but um, I would like to see Ruby win this. But the way that they're pushing Jade Cargill right now, shit, man, I don't know. You know, um, uh, Jade. But I, you know, who else I would love? Jade is to another see one on. that I want to talk about. Jade has really grown on me. I would love to see it on Tay. Yeah, Tynera Conchi, man. Tay is Bay, bro. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people throwing Nyla Rose's name into that ring as well. Yeah. Nyla Rose is already established. I mean, Thunder Rose. I think Thunder Rose spoke. Yeah. So you know, there's there's that. Um, and Britt Baker's promo is fantastic about it too. Like how she was like, now all you, now all of you. Uh, People who can't beat me can strive for something because you're not going to get this. Right. And that was great. Um, But, John, you know what I think would be cool? Um, I think it would be really cool if AEW adopted from 
impact the option C rule. Right. Right. That would be awesome. Is it called option C or is it called option yeah, C yeah, or yeah. option three or something? Option C. Option I was C. thinking X because but, of the X to do. But no, but it's where in in impact, it's where if you win the X division title, you're allowed to relinquish it in return for a world title shot. Which Josh Alexander will be doing at Bound for yeah. Glory this month. And I think it would be really cool if you could cash in the TNT or TBS title for a respective title shot. <clears throat> Maybe down the road, it's not going to be a now thing. See, now, I like mid-card lineages. Yeah. Like, when they matter. And so far, the TNT title has mattered. Yeah. Uh, like, like the old Intercontinental days. The Intercontinental title with not in, in New Japan with Nakamura, Goto, yeah. Naito really establishing it um, as something. But, you know, maybe like a one-off type of deal. Like someone holds one of those titles for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Because the TNT title has already changed hands like four or five times. So like Which is fine. Yeah, yeah. But let's say Sammy holds this title for over a year. He should be able to do that. Yeah. Um so yeah, I kinda That it. would be cool if it had like a time thing. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be an interesting uniqueness to it. I agree. <clears throat> um but John, I wanted to I was we, reading we online. Want, we, we want to talk about some uh Hold on, hold on. I was reading online. Yeah. And some people were talking about the roster of AEW. Yeah. And someone made a valid point. Yeah. That everybody who had left WWE and went to AEW are in the same roles in AEW that they were in WWE. And they talked about how Pac and Andrade were fighting for titles, but they didn't get them. Yeah. They talked about how Danielson and Punk were at the top. They talked about Miro being a mid-carder, this, that, the other. And I was like, mm, yeah, but there's something about this post that's not sitting well with me. And I'll tell you exactly what. But I'll give you a chance right, to guess. No, just tell me. I don't know. Well, do you agree with that? I agree that it's that it's factual, but I don't agree that it's bad. Here's the reason why. In AEW, everything means matters. something. Everything it matters. all matters. Yeah. We are seeing promos, matches that matter on all of these individuals. Whereas in WWE, the mid-card titles don't mean shit. No. You see the same thing over and over. Who knows if they get promo time? Uh, you know what I mean? So, like, maybe they are in the same position, but they are not being treated, treated the same or way. presented yeah. the same way. Now, we're talking about some bad takes. I want you to talk about it because you've been very vocal. And I don't um, really, I haven't really seen that you have. I want to see if I can find the tweet. I made that I responded to. So just talk about him being there for a minute. So Bobby Fish 
they talked about the forbidden door being broken down. But Bobby Fish didn't really sign with anyone yet. There were rumblings of him signing with MLW, but apparently he hasn't. But he called out Sammy Guevara on Twitter uh, the night that he won. And Guevara uh, said, yeah, during Rhodes to the top premiere. So then, so we got Bobby Fish against Sammy Guevara this past week. And it was a good match. It was great to see Bobby alone. Uh, it was great to see him pull things out that we may have not seen in NXT, like that Falcon Arrow off the top. Yeah. Uh, and I loved how he kept countering Guevara off the top with uh, leg kicks. Um, but, uh, yeah, go ahead, John. So... The the one tweet that I saw, and there were there were bleh, 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 there were many similar tweets, but this one struck me in a different way. Uh, the person says Bobby Fish being signed proves to me without a doubt that they'll pick up anyone WWE releases because I really do not get where he fits or why he's there. Now, I saw another tweet um, that said out of 117 wrestlers that they have gotten rid of this year, the AEW has only signed yeah. like 11. Yeah. And can we talk about that number? That WWE has released 117 wrestlers this year and the shows don't look any different? The only one that does is NXT 2.0. The the only one that does, and it. I still don't know how I feel about it. I think there's good and there's bad. But. Well, the good is Braun Breaker. <laughs> well, well, not just him, but you know they're pushing younger. There, there's a lot of cool, cool new people, yeah. And I but love I'm Mandy like, Rose's group. But yeah, so that's. But so go ahead. This on. tweet. The only thing that this tweet says to me is that this person doesn't know what Ring of Honor is, doesn't know what New Japan Pro Wrestling is, doesn't know what independence is. Like, I am so sick of this narrative or this idea that these people's careers begin in WWE. Begin and end. Begin and end in WWE. Um... Because it hasn't been that way for decades. Everybody that's... Well, it's been that way for decades. What do you mean? WWE had no mainstream competition since WCW. Well, no, that that's what I'm saying. So you got but all like, these brainwashed goons who don't really know how wrestling is. And like... Where does he fit in? He's a tag team specialist. He's He, he won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight t- Tag Team Titles like seven fucking times. He's been a force in ROH and NXT. He's been... He could teach so much to the younger guys. If he wanted to, if he wanted to, the man could run a wrestling school. Absolutely. Um, And he's using the Red Dragon theme song in AEW, which made me so happy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so when is Kyle's contract up? <laughs> uh, but no, 
but yeah, it's just the other thing I saw was it's just they passed up Buddy Buddy Matthews and and signed Bobby Fish. We don't know what their plans are for Buddy Matthews. We don't know what Buddy Matthews' plans are. Yeah, you can't take everything you read from a shitty wrestling news site. I don't know what it was, but you know, like I've I've read a lot of stuff that wasn't real, and and you guys out there need to start being more discerning with uh, what you uh, put in your brain. Well, it's all that fake news going on, you know. Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I th- but yeah but that, Bobby Fish being part of AEW is nothing but possible. There is one problem with AEW right now for me. Rampage, since it started, yeah. every week they've been losing viewership. Friday nights, Friday nights at 10 p.m. People are getting ready for the weekend. They probably got off work a little bit earlier. They want to go out. They want to get drunk. They want to do whatever, go out with their family, their wife, their husband, this and that. If you're looking, if you're younger, their demographic is 18 to 40-year-old males, right? That's like the key demo. Those, Most of those people are going to have Friday night plans. And the show's only one hour, which... They have utilized it's a good hour. very good. Like it's a damn good you get show. a lot in that hour, and it doesn't feel congested. Yeah. yeah, but they need to move Rampage to a different night and a different time. And I know that the only people who are watching television at 10 p.m. on a Friday are people like my mother, who want to watch NCIS or Blue Bloods. Yeah, I I never watch, and not even just because of my job, but I don't think I would ever watch Rampage Live. I'd always watch, I I usually watch it Saturday. Right. I only watch it live because I'm working. Yeah. And if, and if that wrong. time frame, going if in that time frame, nobody's getting wild or and they're all asleep, I can watch it. But, yeah. you know, like, and I know that it's really convenient to do it the way that they're doing it, and it makes sense to do it the way they're doing it, and doing it. Not, but it should be live. And doing two live shows that way is a huge pain in the ass. It's got to be. But the crowds are dead. Yeah. The crowds are absolutely dead. Um, this week, the crowd was hot for Punkin Garcia. And the and tag, the tag, tag match. match. They did not give a fuck about that Strong and Cage match. Neither did I. I only gave a shit because it was a street fight, and I like hardcore. Yeah, Brian Cage does nothing for me. I've never said that out loud. Well, and it but, sucks because, uh, but that's for how me, I feel. he used to. To me, it's just like. I saw him when he was in PWG, like early PWG. I loved him in Impact. And I saw how skinny he was. And it's so fucking apparent that the guy does worlds. And yeah, but I know that shouldn't affect how I in- feel, but it does. The other thing is, I understand why Ricky Storks is the head of Team Taz. Yeah. Because he is a star. But 
Brian Cage needs the mouthpiece more. So much more. But, you know, CM Punk had Paul Heyman, and he didn't need a mouthpiece. It's just what works and what doesn't. And I don't think yeah, Brian but, Cage... Yeah, and... I don't think Brian Cage works in AEW. And CM Punk and Paul Heyman worked. And Starks and Taz worked. But... I don't think Cage fits. I think... And I know everybody wants more big guys to be in AEW, but I don't know how necessary that is. I it's really just, don't. I mean, I don't know how honestly, much of a necessity that is. Honestly, J John, okay, if you a you are a first time wrestling watcher, right, and you see Brian Cage, do you honestly believe in any company aside from WWE? Mm -hmm. That someone can beat him? No. Right. So if he's not, he doesn't look believable to beat, what worth is there? Number one. Number two, if you aren't a first time watcher and you followed Brian Cage's career, do you think that they booked him well up until this point? No. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. And they shit the bed. He shit the bed. It's all a bunch of shit on the bed. And it really sucks because AEW knocks almost everything else out of the 99.9%. Yeah. But I think Cage just worked so much better in Impact than he is in AEW. <sighs> yeah. And I loved Cage in Lucha Underground. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, in, that's in, the Lucha under, in the Lucha Underground setting, everything about Cage makes sense. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Oh yeah, but that's that's all I got for that. <laughs> that's all we got for AEW. But Bobby Fish is fucking rad, and people need to recognize Bobby Fish. The only fucking reason anybody thinks he's shit is because they're WWE fans. And the poor bastard was plagued by injuries his entire run there. Yeah. And whenever they decided to split him and Kyle up, they just had him be a jobber, which made no fucking sense. They had him either, he was, he was had in him the either fucking be a biggest group of their entire fucking NXT career. Like, they had him either being a jobber or doing fucking nothing. Mm -hmm. But it's time for a new segment. Yes. Led by my man here. Now, you guys know that I do Inside the Indies. I was going to do this show called Strong Stylings. As you can see, uh, the lettering is made up of all the factions of New Japan stardom. I have Which yet, is really cool. Yeah. Thank you to Dean. Dean? Who runs Podscure. That's, it's right there. Um, but the thing is, um, you know, I'm really busy. John's really busy. We're busy boys. And inside the Indies has gotten a lot of good, good, uh, feedback and watches. Thank you, Thank Thank you. you for that. But we're going to start throwing, we're going to start doing these freestyles more often and strong stylings. Just will throwing be, topics at the wall. Yeah. Strong stylings will be a segment within these freestyles. Now I know there was also a lot of people talking about other Puro companies and Joshi companies. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. You're going to end it. So. Um, 
So we got some in there too. <laughs> there we go. So tomorrow uh, is a big Noah show called Grand Square in Osaka. Uh, but this past week we saw the Noah N1 Victory Finals, and they were fuck. It was a fucking great show, like top top to bottom. But uh, the semifinal matches, as you can see here, was Kino, uh, the leader of Congo, or Keno, sorry, uh, Keno. leader of Congo against Kaito Kiyomiya, and the the Pancrase legend. I almost wanted to take off it. I, I almost wanted to 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 take all this guy Tom and Shirok. Masakatsu Funaki against Katsuhiko Nakajima. These two matches fucking rolled, and I was like, "Wow, how's the final going to play out?" Now Kiyomiya has been on a downward spiral. He's their young ace, but he hasn't been getting it done. Uh, he's recently changed his gear. His Hair is dark. Kino, his match with Kino was really good. Keno was really good. Keno. But Keno ended up stealing it with like a roll-up. Funaki, Funaki and Nakajima is exactly what you would expect it. Just like, you know, kicks, punches, slaps, this, that, and the third. But Nakajima ended up winning. And then Nakajima, member of Congo, against Keno in the final was one of my matches of the year. They beat the piss out of each other. And I ever since I started watching Noah a couple of years ago, I have been high on the Nakajima train. I've been riding that motherfucker. And I'll ride it till the wheels fall off. He's like Noah's version of Naito but kind of harder. Uh, and Keno is also a very polarizing figure. He's, he's, uh, it was just a great match. So tomorrow night or tonight, as it were, Noah's Grand Square. Uh, I'm only going to talk about the top, the top card. Um, we're getting, oh, also on that show. You had Segura Gun against M's Alliance. It was Mudo, uh, Mochizuki, and no, no, it's a different one. Uh, and someone else against Segura, uh, Sakuraba, and Fujita, and oh, Tanaka. Tanaka was on Muda's team. And they fucking killed it, man. They fucking killed it. And I, I tweeted out. I said, it might hurt people's feelings, but Noah's wrestle grandfathers are way leagues above New Japan's. But it makes sense. Uh, aside from Tanahashi and Ishii, I mean, I would much rather see these guys wrestle than Togi Makabe fucking... Uh, Hanma, fucking Taguchi, Tenzon, and uh, I watched these those six men over Kojima as well. 
but it kind of makes sense because New Japan focuses has been focusing a lot on their younger talent. Yeah. Um, but uh, so to on ten ten, whenever you watch this, it happened on October tenth. Uh, we got Segura, Fujita, and Kendo Kashin against Masakatsu, Masakatsu Funaki, Tanaka, and Mochizuki. I'm looking forward to that. The GHC Junior Tag Team Championships, Atsushi Kote. I heard it the other day, but I don't. Atsushi and Kotoge? Kotoge and Hajime Ohara against. Nosawa, Rongai, and Aita. Aita. I like Aita. I love Aita. Yeah. I love that Aita and Nosawa are in a stable called Peros del Mar de Japon. Awesome. Uh, I think it's perfect. It, it, is that Dogs of Hell? Yeah, it's like Paraguayo, Paraguayo Jr.'s yeah. uh, group in CMLL or whatever. Ty Valkyrie was part yeah. of it. Um, but I love it because, you know. Plus, you got Robles. Exactly. Yeah. And Ida's the perfect guy to do it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm really hoping that. Him and him and Naito could be a tag team and everybody would, would just say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really hope that they dethrone the champions. But from what I saw, because it was Ida against Katagi at, at the uh, N1 Victory Finals, the other team is quite good. Um, then we have the junior heavyweight championship, Hayata against Daisuke Harada. I want oh, Hayata to win. Um, we got a special tag team match, Keiji Muto and uh, Sakuraba against Keno and Kaito Kiyomiya. And this all has to do with what happened during the uh, N1. Um, I imagine now... Kiyomiya's downward spiral started when Muda beat him. So I'm thinking this is where Kiyomiya's redemption starts. Then the heavyweight championship, Nakajima, who won the N1 against Mara Fuji. And that match is going to fucking win. So if you're into hard-hitting fucking wrestling, you should probably watch this show. Noah's Grand Square 2021 in Osaka. Get some pro going. Now, on to Joshi. Stardom. 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 Now, I have wanted to... This? Yes. I wanted to watch as much as I could. And right now, I'm working on a lot of stuff personally. And don't worry about that because it's all going very good. But uh, the matches that I did see from the uh, Grand Prix, five-star Grand Prix, were fantastic. Siri is now, in my eyes, the best wrestler in the world. And she's similar to Shingo in New Japan, where all of her matches are worth watching. Yeah. Or they're, like, good to great. You know? Um, Momo Watanabe... Had a great um, tournament. Julia ended up getting hurt halfway through, which sucked. Um, I'm sorry. 
we had uh, Takumi Aroha again of uh, Marvelous, and she put some numbers on the board. Uh, Starlight Kid ended up winning the high-speed title off of Natsu Koi in a great match. Um, the final day is definitely something you should watch. Uh, you should also watch Azumi and Konami. Uh, Konami against Utami. Um, Mayu and Starlight. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Konami, yeah, I said that one. Sayakamatani and, and Micah. Micah was like the Ishii of this tournament where she may have lost, but like she was the people's MVP. Um, Sayakamatani and Takumi Aroha was good. Uh, Konami and Siri, Takumi and Tam. Uh, you know, if you watch Stardom, you know who's going to make, make the good stuff. Right. Um, now, uh, my friend Michael Jargo of the Hitting the Marks and the, yeah, and the, uh, Destino podcast sent me some stuff to read. Um, thank you to him. The Siri ended up beating Momo to win the tournament, but the Momo had 12 points. Siri had 12 points. Behind them, in the red block, we had Mayu with 11, Kaguma with 11, Starlight Kid with 11, Hameka with 10, Death, <laughs> Fukigun Death with 10, Natsupoi with 9, Julia with 6, and Saki Kashima with 4. In the blue block, behind Siri, we had Sayakamitani with 11, Takumi Aroha with 11, Konami at 10, Utami at 10, Tam with 10, Micah at 9, Nagi with 9, Izumi with 8, Ruwaka with zero. And I believe Ruwaka just won the Future of Stardom Championship, which is cool. Now, uh, they announced after the tournament that on October 9th, Aroha would face Utami. Utami won that. And that means that Utami will wrestle Siri again on December 29th at Sumo Hall for the Red Belt. And, you know, these girls have put on wars in the past year and a half. And I can't call it. Because if Utami wins, then she has gotten the monkey off of her back. Yeah. But if Siri wins, she is legitimized as, you know, people look at Julia and people look at, Utami, and people look at Mayu. People are starting to look real hard at Siri, and I feel like if she won, it would just solidify her. So I yeah. can't call it. Uh, Tam Nakano at the end of the tournament named Mayu Iwatani as her next challenger. They wrestled on October 9th as well and went to a draw. Um, so Jargo's overall tournament rating. He put 8 out of 10. Stardom continues to fire through 2021, making their very strong case for promotion of the year. Smart booking throughout the tournament. Nothing too off the wall, but in an era of emergency, there's nothing wrong with playing things safe. Yeah. With the booking and just presenting a solid, logical product, 
showcasing the finest in women's wrestling anywhere in the world. Agreed. Nothing incredibly high, nothing incredibly low, but an incredibly solid effort from the whole roster. Julia's injury could be the biggest story of the tournament and certainly hurt the star power of some of those middle sets of shows. Thank you, Jargo, for that. Uh, all of the stuff, all of the stuff that I've watched so far from that tournament is fantastic. Uh, I'm going to catch that Osaka Joe Hall uh, show uh, pretty soon with Aroha against Tommy and uh, Tam versus Mayu. So I'll probably talk about that the next time we talk about strong stylings. But, you know, John, there's just so much wrestling right now, so much good wrestling right now. So many tournaments. What, what's the big tournament that's, that's still going? King of the Ring. King of the Ring? Yeah. Oh, God. They just announced the... Uh, in, the Queen, in the Queen's Crown? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't talk about that shit. Good ideas. I don't know. Good ideas. No. No, we don't give a fuck. I'm talking about, you know, well, you know me. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the G1 Climax. Uh, you talked about Julia suffering an injury, and it, it's kind of hurting the star power of those shows. Uh, shockingly similar situation with the A block of the G1 Climax. Where, After a fucking yeah. five star match. Which, obviously, because it was Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. But uh, Tetsuya Naito suffered a knee injury in his match with ZSJ, uh, resulting in Naito having to withdraw from the tournament. Uh, all of his future tournament matches were declared forfeits on Naito's part. So, pretty much everybody... Got an extra point. On night one, no. Well, everybody got, uh, got an extra two points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. everybody got an extra two points. Um, I said, I said on our G one preview that it would be really cool if this was actually, and the boy's only gone and bloody done it almost. Uh, but he has a case for a championship match even if he doesn't win the G one. That's true because, because he defeated Shingo Takagi. Exactly. Queen. Who else did he beat, John? Uh, ZSJ has gone over on Naito, Shingo, Naito, uh, Great Ocon, Great Ocon, who was also who was also at the time uh, lost list. Uh, Kota Ibushi, Kota fucking Ibushi, uh, Yujiro, but that's uh, obvious. Yeah, uh, Takagi, Naito, but he's the but but he's the one that actually beat. And, uh, you know, little motherfucker. So, ZSJ was riding high with 10 points going into the most recent installment of A-Block. And I wrote on Twitter, I think this is Zach's year. I think it's finally Zach's turn. Someone said something else. And somebody said that Kenta still has a chance to get in there. And so does Ibushi. He's not completely eliminated. But, um, and I was like, Kenta does still have a chance to get in there, but 
if Zach beats Kenta, it's over. What happened? Well, the little motherfucker beat him. <laughs> Kenta's been I real... I was so pissed. Kenta's been real funny in this tournament. He, he has, and I love Kenta, but I was legitimately upset. Right. <laughs> well, he's your big saber, Mark. That's that's understandable. Zack Sabre Jr. What's happening, baby? Zack Sabre Jr. Like, is also Let's go. trying to kick down that forbidden door. Yeah. Because he called out Brian Danielson. He, did. he said, I beat the Rampage Dragon. Where's the American one? And I think he called him a bitch, too. Yeah, pr- probably. Say. A bitch or a prick or a numpty or Now, I saw, I saw also Tonga Tonga, okay? I got... I, I, well... I, 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 before we get into B block, I want to give the rundown. Um, sure. The current standings of the A block, and there's still a few dates to go. You got Kota Ibushi at the top at 12 points. Uh, ZSJ and Kenta are tied at 10. With Shingo. With Shingo, yeah. Kenta, ZSJ, and Shingo are all tied at 10. Uh, I don't think Kenta has. Kenta lost to Takagi, but beat ZSJ. ZSJ beat Takagi, but lost to Kenta. Kenta. So, yeah. So that that's pretty much a four-way tie, or, or a three-way tie, quite legitimately. Uh, all tied at eight, you have Beardo Khan, Tomohiro Ishii, and Toru Yano, and pretty much mathematically eliminated here are Yujiro and Tongaloa. Now, I talked uh, about... Naito has zero, because obviously he's... On our G1 with, preview, with I talked about wanting to see more out of Tongaloa. Yeah. Tongaloa's match with But Ishii, even in loss, we have been. Yeah. Tongaloa's match with Ishii is worth watching. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Abushi um, started off uh, like he starts off every year, and he lost his first match. But it was just insane because it was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But, but talking about B block, and I said in the preview it was going to come down to two guys. Now read that off, bro. Well, they're, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Cobb and Kazushika Okada are tied at 12 points. That's right. Evil is at 10. Ugh. Hiroshi Tanahashi is at 6. Uh, four way tie with four points with Sonata, Taichi, Yoshihashi, and Hiroki Goto. Uh, Tomatonga and Chase Owens are both tied at two. Now Chase, Chase is another one right now who, even in loss, is showing more than he ever has. And he beat Tanahashi. And he beat Tanahashi. And then Chase Owens over Tanahashi was the big shock of B block. There was another shock win in every tournament. There was another shock that Tanahashi lost recently. I want to say it was Yoshihashi because. I don't know who else would shock me. No, so far he's only lost. Oh, it. he lost the evil. He lost the evil. Exactly. Like what? What is this? What is this evil project going to end? I'm real so you know. Like he has potential, but you're making him do the same thing for a fucking year. Why? Why? Now I want to talk about somebody in B block. But yeah. That I have mixed feelings on. Tomatonga. The first night of B Block, him and Sonata were fucking incredible. Oh, hell yeah. And 
Tama Tonga has everything that it takes to be a single star. Yeah. He can talk. He can wrestle. He can talk. And he looks good. Now, before the G1, we saw at New Japan Resurgence, finally, G.O.D., especially Tama Tonga, came out and ran off Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. The boy stays talking shit. Now, you would think that his focus would be on the G1 since he's in it. And if he's going to feud with someone outside the G1, it would be Anderson, like he's been doing. But he said some stuff about Jay White. He said he's the real leader. Jay White, at uh, one of the uh, New Japan Strong tapings, like the Autumn Attack or whatever, Yeah, he said... Don't get it twisted. I'm still the leader of this and that. And Tama wrote on Twitter, we brought you in and we can take you out or something like that. I don't understand why Tama Tonga has to speak on everything. Why does he have to do so much all the time? Like, feud with with the Good Brothers. Focus on G1. Why are you making a problem with Jay White? Like, you have the House of Terror sub-faction in your in-bullet club. Does that not upset you? I. Uh, no, he doesn't make sense to me. You know? What did Jay White ever do to, to, to make the Tongans, of all people, Dislike him because from what I I don't understand from what I understood, you know, God Fale they were the three uh, you know they were behind that were yeah. What they're mad that he's on that he's in uh, America. Get over it. I do wish he was in the G one. I have a feeling Jay White may turn Bullet Club down. Like he'll he'll be the one he'll defect. He won't get kicked out. He'll just be like, "Fuck you! I don't need you." I'm I'm the king. I'm so upset about Zach Sabre Jr. Um, <laughs> especially because well, he could still win. He could, but his last two matches are against Tonga Loa, which should be easy for him. But then fucking Yano, and I know that they're probably going to have Yano go over on Zach Sabre Jr. Because well, what are Kentas? Because haha, it's funny when Zach gets mad at well, Yano. What are Kentas? Um, what's Kenna go going on? Kenna has to fight Ibushi. Tonga Loa, and that's it. So they're going to be, they're still going to be tied. Because yeah. Ibushi's going to be Kenta. Ibushi will probably beat Kenta, and he'll definitely beat Tonga Loa. But if, who does Ibushi have other than Kenta? Ibushi has. Oh, uh, that's his last match. Mm. Now, then maybe Kenta beats him. I don't. I don't know. But uh, if Kenta and Zach tie, Shingo? because Shingo's in that three-way tie as well. If Kenta and Zach tie, Kenta's going to go over. Takagi still has Great Khan and Huge, so Huge will be easy. Obito Khan. Great Khan. Yeah, most Obito likely. Uh, so then, now had Shingo beat a boot, beat a Bushi, right? 
No, Ibushi beat Shingo. Ibushi beat Shingo. Yeah. Saber beat Shingo. Saber beat Shingo, but that's but he beat Kenta. He beat Kenta. Yes, because he said that's a, that hilarious picture. <laughs> now that I beat you, maybe you can change your name to Hideo Tommy. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, the G1 has been, you know, solid so far. Every We're getting night. into the part that I love where the math comes into play. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's it for this segment of Strongest Styling. Strongest Styling. I shouldn't say. Give a shit. Me. Damn it. I give lots of shits. <sighs> oh, I keep hitting the wrong thing. Go away. It's because you're rusty, man. We've been off for a week and a half. I know, dude. But uh, you wanted me to recount my um, escapades. Yes. I recently attended, and by recently, I mean fucking yesterday, uh, attended Enjoy Wrestling's uh, Night Moves at the Grand Hall here in good old Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, it was headlined by uh, Enjoy Champion MB Young defending the title against Max Paler. In a street fight, a Pittsburgh street fight. Oh shit! Um, Surprised someone made it out alive. Yeah, I cannot disclose any results because we were asked not to. Good. These are going to air on YouTube. But uh, no, I, I, I just want you to talk about the experience. No, yeah, I know. So I'm going to throw up some of our pictures here. So I got me. I finally got to meet Effie in person. I saw Effie in person, and it was amazing. He met Daddy. I met Daddy. Um, if you go to our TikTok account, we're going to be uploading some clips there. I, I filmed Effie's entrance because, of course, he used uh, Goodbye Yellowwood Road. We also have pictures on Instagram as well. So, yeah, me and Effie, uh, mom, mom wanted to meet Effie. Of course. Mom rocked on our audio gear, which was rad. And then I got me and mom there with MB on. Uh, finally got to meet MB in person, which was awesome. And if I get rid of the stop, no, I gotta move up. Yes, good job. If I get rid of these, and then I got we got got me and Michaela there, new social media liaison. Yes, uh, you may have seen her on the Gooniverse. You may have, yeah. With the My Hero uh, reviews, which are coming back. Don't worry. Yes. We'll bring yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so that's us at Edith Surreal. Edith Surreal and Ziggy Hyam uh, had a mask versus hair match, which was awesome, which featured a fucking insane double table spot, which was awesome. I can't wait for you to see it. And then we got Facade and Danny Moe there, which was great to run into him again. And meet her for the first time. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a really good time. Uh, Mom had a blast. Uh, the granddad, Chief, had a blast. Chief got a big kick out of Effie. Which really, is really wild. enjoyed Effie. Uh, just when you think, you know, Chief, he just veers a little. And you're like, huh. Well, he loves goofy shit, and Effie's goofy. Right. right, right. <laughs> uh, he really enjoyed the corner spot where he repeatedly thrusts his uh, private parts into the face of the opponent. Now, hold on. 
<laughs> I want I want you to tell the story the story, but I want to preface it. Yeah. We told Chief, his grandfather, that we interviewed Effie and that he worked for GCW. Yes. And we also told him that he's the most prominent LGBTQIA plus performer. One, one of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, and for the longest time, your grandfather thought GC stu- GCW stood for. Yeah. So, and we had for, to tell, yeah, I'm going to get there. So, he thought that GCW stood for Gay Championship Wrestling. <laughs> and, and he didn't mean anything bad about it. He didn't mean it. anything bad by it. He just thought that's what it was. So we went up and I and I talked to Epi, uh, reminded him who I was, and he was very excited to see me, which was very cool, which made me feel good. Yeah, I bet. Um, I'm fucking jealous. So you gotta come to the next one, dude. I will. It'll probably be at the same place. Hopefully, hopefully. It was such a cool venue. It's so cool. I'm, I'm going to a wedding there next year. That's wild. Yeah. Just imagine a ring in the middle, and it'll be like you were there. Uh, but, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so we told Effie about uh, Chief thinking it was Gay Championship Wrestling, and Effie said, hey, it could be, maybe it should be, maybe I'll try to buy it off Brett. <laughs> he, he said that to him. He said that to him, yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was awesome. Shit's hilarious. Uh, finally, we got to meet MV in person. I tried to when... They were going to do the No Ring show at the Rock Room that got shut down, which happened like a fucking week after the Polyam Woodstar got shut down. And it's so hilarious because of that. I can't spoil this. Uh, he is no longer using I Touch Myself as his entrance music. He is now using the song Renegade. Nice. nice. Because he's a wanted man. <laughs> All shows can get shut down. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um got to meet a lot of people. Uh a lot of people are green, maybe to do interviews, look out for some stuff like that. Uh got to talk to a lot of people. Um had a really good like at length conversation with them beyond. I don't want to recount everything, but it was it was very cool to meet him, and he's a very cool person. And Effie is possibly the nicest wrestler I've ever met. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was just great. Enjoy wrestling. Uh, Night Moves will be cut into segments and will be Canned Heat Season 3. So look out for that on their YouTube and on Twitter at Enjoy Wrestle. Yes. Now, yeah. before we let you all go, Inside the Indies, Will probably be this week. I don't know what I'm going to cover because this weekend is jam packed with awesome shows like Impact Knockout Show, GCW Fight Club, and, and the other uh, one. The Aftermath. And, that yeah, I yeah. think so. Uh, you had West Coast Pros Anniversary uh, J- Show, J- No Leaf uh, Clover. J- JCW did a show today, too. Yeah. That, there was Hybrid, Aces Low. That JCW show had the Everett Corners and, uh, Charles Mason cage match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and J.J. Garrett against somebody. Oh, man. Uh, baby Steiner. But yeah. not the real Baby Steiner. Ron Brick is the Baby Steiner. But we're not allowed to talk about that for some reason. Uh, but, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but, I mean, there's just so much. Plus, plus, there was that Stardom show. There's Noah show. 
There's just so much fucking wrestling, and my my schedule is a little tight right now. But hopefully that will be there. Also, a great friend of the show, Chip Woods. Chip Woods came up with an idea for a show. Uh, we are going to uh, bring it to life a few weeks, and he Down will be on to do the first episode. It's called Booker Man. Uh, Booker Man. It's basically armchair booking or uh, fantasy uh fantasy booking okay. show. Uh and uh last time we fantasy booked we got a lot of good uh stuff on that so I'm excited about that. Uh this week, this upcoming week, we are doing a watch along New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh it's an old one. It's New Japan against UWF. I think it's a ninety seven or ninety six match. Yeah. Um I, I love those 90s. I love the 90s. Let me look real quick. Uh, I've really been enjoying the 90s uh, uh, New, New Japan matches that I've been watching. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great to go back and watch stuff that you you never seen. The before. history. Yeah. Um, why did I do that? Uh, let me see here. This is what you get when you watch on our audio. I hate how so many people say armbar radio. A lot of people. Warren's done it. Dean's done it. Like almost everyone, when we go on a show, somebody else's show says armbar radio. And it's like. We should just rename it. But armbar audio sounds so much better. A lot of people do say armbar radio, though. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it doesn't really bother us. No, like, no. Our logo is still. There. I mean, those two people that I named are like close friends of ours. I so. mean, Dean and Warren are two real ones, like for real. I don't know if we could say that because we're not. Whatever. It's gonna be. A lot it's of uh, a real one. It's Shinya Hashimoto against Nobuhiko Takata from 1996. Uh. This is on the New Japan World, so hopefully you guys get ready and watch along with us. It's going to be a good time. And with that, wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one. Peace and love, love. to all of you. To all of you. Bang! Bang.